Well, today is a new day with online church, and it, it, people are asking all week, like, why are we going to do, what are we going to do? And here's what we said. We decided with the government guidelines of 250, that really is almost all of our locations, that we needed to respect this. We wanted to work with the government. We wanted to work with people. We really wanted to protect the vulnerable. And we have some friends on staff and people that are in our lives that are vulnerable. We just said, hey, even though our church is young, even though we can try to break up the venues and do whatever, let's just work with this. Let's take this opportunity. Opportunity, um, increase our digital presence and do whatever we can. And so we're working with this. And I, I know for me, it got serious when um, Rudy Gobert with the NBA was tested positive. When they said he had coronavirus, it just kind of got serious. When Tom Hanks, when he said he and his wife had coronavirus, all of a sudden it went to a whole nother level. I don't know about you, but I always think like when rich people get it, then it's like real. Like somehow they're exempt from it or something. But all of a sudden I was like, okay, this is real. And then of course the NBA, the NHL, the NCAA, the, the Masters golf tournament. I mean, no travel to Europe. All these things kept going on. And then President Trump ramps it up with, uh, you know, national emergency, which was something that, here's what I've learned. Leaders have more information than we do. Leaders always have more information than we do. And although I don't understand everything, I'm going to trust the leadership. And so we're working with everybody. And, and Dr. Fauci, I mean, like he's like genius. And so I'm trusting him. So we're doing uh, online. And again, for those that are joining us that are network churches, we're glad that you're doing this. Some churches are able to meet. They're under 250. We're not. And please agree with me. This needs to be over by Easter, all right? I'm just praying that, that whatever was going like this is going to flatten out. And they're going to say, go back Easter and let's do this. But I've been thinking, and in times like this, where do you turn? Where do you turn? And in times like this, I immediately, I mean, as soon as this came out, and as soon as it like ramped up of seriousness in my life, and it was serious before this week, um, I, 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 I was traveling, and so I was like, already ramped up a little bit. And I, I went to Psalm 91. That's where I went. I went to Psalm 91 and I started praying and reading and quoting Psalm 91. And I'm going there. I'm going to God because in times like this, people are going somewhere. I mean, some people are going to masks and hand sanitizer. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just saw this uh, just recently in India, some, some, not all, some of the Hindu groups in India are drinking cow urine right now and try to say, well, that will keep us safe. See, everybody's turning somewhere. Everybody's turning somewhere, and in times like this, I'm turning to God, and I want to see what His Word has to say, and I'm turning to a very familiar passage in Psalm 91, and I'm going to read it. It's going to take me a moment. I actually memorized it in the King James, but we'll do it this way. Psalm 91, uh, I believe this is New King James. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I've been praying that. Only with your eyes you will look and see the reward of the wicked, but because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. 
For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show Show him my salvation. I love this, have been reading it, praying it, claiming it, and just saying, that's mine. That's mine. I hope you are too. Now, we don't know who wrote this. It's, it's thought that it could be Moses that he wrote that. And so maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but I know this. It's timely. And I want you to know this doesn't just have what I would call eternity language. You know what I mean? Like someday out there, way out there. This has like right now language, language that says we can apply this today. I mean, people are wondering like, what about my job? What about my family? What about my this? What about that? How are we going to stay safe? This is a right now word for us. And I want you to appropriate it. That means like, make it yours, grab it and take it. There's a a bit of heaviness in the world right now. And this is for today. And isn't it amazing? It's amazing to me. Just a few short months ago, we were like, ain't no stopping us. I mean, that's how we were living. We're living like, I saw a headline. Matter of fact, I think they can throw it on the screen. And it was saying basically like, welcome to the roaring 20s. Like we are not stopping. This is going just like that was January 18th. Just a little bit ago, we were living like the guy in Luke chapter 12. Where will I build my bigger barns? How big will my boat be? I mean, things are, the stock market might hit 40,000. And now today we're shouting, where's Psalm 91? We're Psalm 91. That's what's going on. Now, everything that they were fearing in Psalm 91, everything that they were talking about and everything that people have faced throughout history, I just want to let you know, like, coronavirus is bad, but it's not as bad as what they were facing. It's not as bad as what people have faced in history. I mean, the plague played a critical part in biblical history and in all throughout history of mankind. I mean... In 430 BC, in Athens, it was suspected to be typhoid. Two-thirds of the population died. I mean, think about that. In 165 AD, it was smallpox. I mean, for 15 years, it ravaged the earth. In 250 AD, there was another disease that caused the rich to run to their countryside bunkers. Sound familiar? In 541 uh, AD, 26% of the world died from a disease. 1350, black death, one-third of the world died. I mean, you're probably like, well, this is awesome, Pastor Rob. Appreciate it. There's more. Russian flu in 1889, man, went through. Uh, the Spanish flu, 50 million people, which incidentally, Spanish flu actually started in China, but they didn't talk about it until it hit Spain. And then they called it the Spanish flu. They got blamed for it. All right. I mean, Asian flu in 1957, 1957, not that long ago, was 1.1 million deaths, 116,000 in the USA. You're, again, you're saying, thanks for sharing. I'm just letting you understand, like this Psalm has been claimed throughout history. And it's being claimed today. And it's very real to the people that are facing corona and the people that are uh, uh, vulnerable to COVID-19 right now. They're, they're claiming this and we can claim this. But I want you to know if you're wondering, is there power in what we're claiming and what we're standing on? If, yes. Yes, there is. There's power for this today. Dietrich Bonhoeffer preached a message on overcoming fear. And he said this, but the human being doesn't have to be afraid. Come on, we should not be afraid. That is what makes humans different from all other creatures. In the midst of every situation where there is not a way out, where nothing is clear, where it is our fault, we know that there is hope, and this hope is called thy will be done. 
Yes, thy will is being done. And he says, do you ask, how do you know? Then we name the name of Jesus Christ, the crucified and living one. He alone is Lord over fear. It knows him as its master. I love that. Fear knows Jesus as its master. It gives way to him alone. So look to Christ when you are afraid. Think of Christ. Keep him before your eyes. I mean, to me, I'm like, amen and amen. That's like lining up. He said, don't fear. And Psalm 91 says, the Lord is our refuge. It says we can trust in him. It says that he's our refuge, our tower. And then it says we're going to hide under his shadow. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, A king was responsible to give a shadow for his people. Shade from the heat, covering from the problems that were coming there. So if you were under the shadow of the king, that was actually seen as a very good thing. So the psalmist is saying, like, you're under his shadow. Like, he understands who he's taking care of, and you're in his shadow. You're in his space, and he knows that. And verse 4 in the Psalm 91, if it wasn't in the Bible, we would mock it. Like, if it wasn't, like, like it's like, God's going to cover you with his feathers. Like, if somebody said to me, to me in church, I'd be like, you're weird. Okay, ushers, ushers, okay. Yeah. Like, he's gonna, but it's there. It's there. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, why in the world would it say he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you'll take, take refuge, okay? The, the psalmist is not saying, like, he's a soldier and he's got you because that, that would miss the love element of what God has for you right now. The picture the psalmist is trying to say is there's a love element to God's protection. He has got you. He is protecting you. But there's an element of love because he knows that you're his. And, I, I, you know, we weren't raised on farms, a lot of us. But I think we have a picture of this uh, chicken with her chicks. Yeah, go ahead and throw Yeah, the, you see the picture like, don't mess with mama. Mama's got him under the wings. Mama's got him taken care of. That's the picture that God has for us. And so I, I just want you to understand when, when trouble is going on, we're running to God. We're, running, we're under his wings. We're under his protection. And the psalmist just doesn't leave us with feathers. He also gets to some steel reinforcement. And he says, he's our shield and buckler. Okay? Like big shield is what shield means. And buckler means like little shield. So there's a big shield covering us. And there's a little shield like God is taking care of. Little things kind of sneak their way in. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that he's taking care of us. Verse 5 says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day. I mean, we can stop the fear because God's got us, whether it's day or night. And I want you to know, when I was 15 years old, I went on my very first missions trip, global team, to Brazil, to the jungle base in Brazil for two months. My parents sent me this pre-internet, pre-internet, 1985. I mean, they're sending me to the jungles of Brazil and they love me, Okay. But before they sent me, I remember my mom was in church and she was, had fear. And, and those of you that know my mom, you're like, she had fear? She had fear like a mom has fear for her children. And we were in church and all of a sudden there was a prophetic word given. And this person said, hey, God wants you to understand, somebody here to understand that he's the God of the day and he's the God of the night. And he protects in the day and he protects at night. He has this under control. And it gave my mom a sense of peace and calm that she was like, okay, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Go ahead. You can go on the missions trip. My dad was like, yeah, go ahead. Rub a little dirt in it. You know what I'm saying? But mom needed a prophetic word like this. And that is for you today when you're wondering like, can we make, yes, yes, God's got you. Now this, this protection that's there is for us. And I want you to understand while we're under, but it's not like a, 
It's not like a, I'm on a mission from God that I can do anything I want type thing. How many know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not like, you know, I can be foolish. I can be stupid. I can do anything I want. If some of the verses in there sounded a little familiar to you, here's where you got to understand. This is a protection while you're under, while you're doing what God wants you to do, while you're in his care. But if you're going to go out and be presumptuous and go out from there, there, there's no protection there. The, The protection is not there. When the devil was tempting Jesus, he actually quotes these verses to him. And he's like, doesn't he say that, you know, he will give his angels charge over you unless you uh, touch your foot? You see what I'm saying? So he's quoting this. And Jesus could have said that, that's right. I got Psalm 91. But he didn't. He said, you know what? We're not going to tempt God. We're not going to put it, do, you know, step out and presume upon things. I know what God's called me to do. I know where my under is. I know where my under is. I, I'm, I'm staying in the under. This is a humble trust in God. And I love what Henry Martin said. He was a Bible translator and a missionary in India. He said, I am immortal until God's work for me to do is done. And that's something for all of us. I am immortal until God's work for me to do is done. We have to live with that trust. I am living under the shadow. I'm living under the protection. And so because I'm living under the protection, I'm claiming that. I am claiming that. And I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing my part. And I, I can't help but think about, I, I wrote a book recently, Fix It. I'm trying, I'm trying to pump it. I'm just trying to say, I can't help but think about it. Like I do my part. They do their part. God does his part. Like I am like practicing social distancing. I'm have hand sanitizer, you know, I'm doing my part, okay, I'm not presuming, but I'm doing my part, and I'm under, I'm, I'm asking them to do their part, quarantine if they're sick, wear a mask if they are, if somebody come up with the vaccine, and by the way, Israel says they're close to having a vaccine, and it has to go through testing, I mean, let's race to get this done and save people's lives, so I'm doing my part, social distancing, washing my hands, hand sanitizer, doing that, and they're going to do their part, quarantine and all that, and then God's going to do his part, I'm going to pray for the miracle. I'm going to ask God to protect. I'm asking God to heal. Anybody in our church gets sick from this, we're going to pray in Jesus' name for healing and swift recovery and for God to do only the part that he can do. And speaking of that, National Day of Prayer is this Sunday. Our president has said that there's a National Day of Prayer. I want us to be praying on that. Let's pray. And could you set an alarm for 1900 every day, 7 p.m., COVID-19, 1900? You get this? I want us to pray at 7 p.m. I'm sorry if I said a.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 1900. I want us to pray for healing for the sick. I want us to pray for a breakthrough vaccine. I want us to pray for this thing to not go like this, but to flatten out and be done. I want to pray for wisdom for our leaders and fear to be gone. And so I want us to be praying. So we do our part. They do their part. God does his. And we do our part and we claim God's promises because his promises are real. They say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you always. No harm will come near you. These are the things I'm praying for. And as a side note, I do think it's awesome that he says in this psalm, like angels are going to help us. I love that. I love, I just had this picture of angels taking charge and helping us and protecting us. And I had one the other day I, with, with the virus. I, re, I really believe that God protected me from something. I just felt like I was walking right into a very bad, unhealthy situation and God like diverted things. I was like, I think you actually just protected me. I'll share with it later. But man, I believe that we're, we, we'd ask for angelic help in these times. Because here, here's what I know. 
Sometimes when you're following God, you get in dangerous places and you need angelic help. And you're under his will, you're under, but you just need protection. So now before I keep going in this, can I just take a diversion for a second? Um, As we're living in this way, let me give you some practical things right now. As a church, as people watching this, practical things I want to tell you. Number one, love your neighbor in this. Love your neighbor. Philippians 2.4 says, not looking to your own interest, but each of you the interest of others. Man, check up on your neighbors. Love your neighbors. Make sure they're okay. Let's do that. Let's be loving our neighbors. Secondly, don't mock people that have different views. Some people are like, I think it's serious. Some people are, I don't think it is. Let, let's just... Let's just get through this. Let's love everybody and let's not mock them. Let's be patient with those people that are fearful. Thirdly, be patient with them and let's give them messages like this and reassurance in times like let's pray for them. Another thing I want you to know that we can be effective as a church and as Christians and as people. Um, Let's be kind and generous. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about that love is not like self-serving. Love is not selfish. And I, I mean, come on, let's stop hoarding toilet paper and hand sanitizer and, and acting like, like really, like it's the end of the world. Let's be measured. If you bought a bunch and you had to buy a case, take care of people. Let's be, come on, let's, let's be kind and generous. Let's protect the elderly and the vulnerable. That's really, again, why we're saying we want to do digital. We're, we're wanting to protect the elderly and vulnerable. Uh, when our governor said that, it just hit me because our church is so young. Like, I'm a senior at River Valley, practically. They're like, hey, dad. You know, one of our staff told me once, they're like, you're the same age as my dad. I said, don't you ever say that again. Like, I'm not that old. I am not that, I, I, I am, but, you know, but seriously, but we're going to protect the elderly and the vulnerable. And I think about some of our staff and our team that need our protection and some of your loved ones. If you're watching this right now, River Valley loves you, protects you. We're going to work in ways to help you get groceries. I mean, we're going to have all these things coming out. This caught us all. We're working this, but we're going to do that. Psalm 82, verse three and four says, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. So we're going to do that. We're going to live with hope in Christ. And we are going to uh, also use these unique opportunities to reach people. I mean, we just have digital. Like, I couldn't help but think, like, 2 Timothy 4 says, Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great, great patience and careful instruction. It's like, be ready in whatever season. Here's what I want to say. Introverts, you were made for this. Introverts, you were made for this. Man, get out of your computer, your iPad, your phone. Man, tweet. Do social media, show clips, do this. Let's use this opportunity in season and out of season. It's a new season for us. Now, as I, as I get ready to finish, I just want you to know there's going to be an opportunity for people to say yes to Jesus uh, because he will be your protection, your shield, your, you know, covering. You, you can come under his wings. That can happen. But um, God is speaking in this psalm. It, it, in this psalm, it's like, I, you, they, me, you, I, they. It goes all over the place. It's all over. And you're wondering, like, who's talking? But here's one thing we know. In verses 14 through 16, it's God speaking. He says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. 
It's wonderful here that God's saying, I'll save you. I'll take care of you. I've got this. And matter of fact, it's used in other places. In Psalm 63, 7, I want to go there for just a moment. Psalm 63, 7, it says, because you have been my help, Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, isn't that interesting? Another spot. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. And he's saying, because you have helped me in the past. And we talk about this because God's been faithful in the past. And I, I'm telling you, this is like a list. One great preacher said this. He said, this is a, an accumulating list that should grow in the believer's life because you have helped me in the past because you've been faithful here and here. And I could point to times that God's been faithful to me and he's taken care of me and he's delivered me from problems and he's, and he's broke through and he made a way where there was no way. And when I thought it was over, it wasn't over. We went into overtime and God came through. And because you were faithful to me there, he says, therefore I can trust in you. And I want you to understand, it's a, it's a back there and it's a up there. It's saying, because you were faithful to me in the past and because I know you'll take care of me in the future, like I'm trusting God to get me to heaven. I'm trusting God to get me in his presence. So I know he's been faithful here and I know he'll be faithful there and I know he can be faithful right here, right here, right now. You got me through in the past. You'll get me through in the future. I'm trusting you. And the, and the psalmist says, because of that, because I know you've been good and because I know you've got me. I mean, Psalm 91 is saying, because I know you've got me, you've had me, you, you'll keep me. You've got me today and I'm rejoicing. And there should be rejoicing. I think, it, you know, we're not making fun of things, but we're rejoicing in this and understanding that God's got us. He's got me. He's taking care of me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be bound by fear. I, I can go out and I can minister. I'm praying that I just have this thought of doctors and nurses and people. And if the, if the world is looking for volunteers, let's say this gets bad, bad, bad. And they need volunteers to go out and help the people be willing to risk. Who's willing to risk, man? Would, would the church say he's been faithful? He's been faithful. Serving you and taking care of you is an opportunity to show the love of Jesus. I know I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm going to take care of that. And there's a joy on your face. There's not like, well, I was the last one. I got pushed into this. You're rejoicing because you know God's taking care of you. You're not rejoicing because you timed the market right. You're not rejoicing because you're stockpiled and you're ready to protect what's yours. You're not rejoicing because there's no chance you're getting laid off from your job. You're rejoicing because God's been faithful. He will be faithful and he is faithful today. I'm not going to deny people are suffering around the world. There are people that are dying. But God is taking care of us. God is taking care of us. And whether my time on earth is days, months, years, or decades, I'm trusting God and I'm staying under. And if I stay under, I can do whatever he calls me to do. I can go to that country and bring the gospel. I can do whatever he calls me to do. I can help the poor, the hurting, and the suffering. I can help the sick and the wounded because I'm staying under. And you are too. And so I'm praying right now that we will live this way, claim this, Grab it as our own and say, God, we desire to be safe under your wings and in your shadow. So God, I'm praying right now for that. I'm praying that we'd be safe and under the shadow. I'm praying that the church would not be led by fear. I'm praying that we'd look for creative ways to reach our neighbor. We'd look for creative ways to reach out and be the, the church that you've called us to be. After 9-11, it seemed like everybody was running to the church. And now with coronavirus, with COVID-19, the church is running to the world. 
And I pray we'd run to the world with the love of Jesus, take care of our neighbor, not trample them down, but share what we have and share the love of Jesus because we're under the shadow. And I pray for any kids that are afraid, any, any people that are afraid, they don't have to be afraid in Jesus' name because they are under. And we believe that and receive that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I want to take just a moment. I can't preach a message like this and talk to people that have no covering. If you don't have a cover, if you're not under, what do you do? Again, what do you do? You run to the government? I don't, I don't think they're going to help in that way. They're not going to calm your fears. You're going to run to your friends. These are the same friends that are fighting you for the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer. You know, they're, they're not going to solve that fear. You're going to run to your boss. They might be doing layoffs. You're going to run to celebrities. They've got it too. Or they're going to their bunker. I mean, you think about all these different things. You can go to scientists. They're going to say, cover your cough and hand sanitizer. Again, do our part, but that's not going to really give you peace in your life and comfort in your life. I'm talking about real peace, real comfort, real covering. And for just a moment, I just want to say, if that's you and you're saying, I need real peace, real comfort, real covering, it starts by coming under him for the first time and saying, you are my God. Uh, you know, it's like the, the, the psalmist is saying, you're my God. It was a relationship. And it starts with a relationship that comes under. And if you've never said this prayer, I'd love to say this prayer and lead you in this online and be able to do this. And you're saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I've been out from underneath you. I've lived my own way. But something has happened in this world that's caused me to understand who's my covering and I recognize it's you and I want that forgiveness. And if that's you, in just a moment, I'm gonna pray this prayer and I'm gonna ask that you'd pray it and mean it in your heart, right there where you're at, in your room, in your workplace, wherever you're watching this. And you're saying, this is me. Maybe your family's around and you're like, it's me. You don't know if it's them, but you know it's you. I'm asking you to have the courage to raise your hand and just even nod your head and say, that's me. That's me, and I want to pray. And as I pray, I want you to repeat this after me. And the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. You'll be forgiven. But now is the time to come under. Pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you can pray it after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. I've done my own thing, and now I want to do your thing. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead so that I could be forgiven. I trust in you. I give you my life and I want to live for you for the rest of my life. Give me the strength to do that. So Lord, I thank you for those people that prayed that. It's very real. It's very true. And I rejoice in them. I wish church was full right now so they could hear the hand clap of, of people just celebrating that with them. But I pray that joy, that peace, that comfort would settle in on them. And they would realize they will do their part and we'll trust others to do theirs. But you have done your part in forgiving them and making them come under the protection of the Most High. And so we thank you in this time. We thank you for those people that are saying yes to you now. And we say thank you that something drove them back to you instead of living their own way. And we say thank you, God, for new life and for new salvation. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If that was you, before we go to worship, one last thing. I just want to say, if that was you, could you text now what to 94,000? Now what to 94,000? There's digital follow-up there. Man, we're doing digital church, digital follow-up. And when this thing gets done, we want to meet with you if it's possible, if you're in our area. We think people are watching around the world. But now what to 94,000? And we'd love to celebrate that new life. Um, man, 
We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you can contact us at the church, but you can just let us know that you said yes to Jesus. Of course, that now what? We'll get it all rolling, but we rejoice in that. And in this time of fear, we're going to live under the shadow of God Almighty. Let's worship again, and let's thank God that we are living under.